0: We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino.
1: From the capital of the South, this is The Run ATL Podcast. My name is Mike Cosentino. It's my good fortune to do a couple of things. One of them I'll do throughout the next few minutes. That is host this podcast. The other I'm going to do right now, introducing you to my friend and yours, Dolomite Dave Martinez, D2. Hello to you, sir. Big episode today.
0: Yes. Big episode. And yeah, I mean, uh, saw you like the last few days we were together and and here we are, you know, we were separated again. We're uh, doing things uh, virtually again.
1: We have had a good run, my friend. If we think about the farm to trail, not that long ago yep. together, obviously run ATL appreciation party. In the rear view now, that was super cool. And then, of course, our leadership team retreat alongside our annual plan meeting. You and I have spent a lot of time together. How did we not tape this in person? I do not know.
0: Uh, Just the scheduling. That's what it always comes down to is scheduling.
1: It does. But what we have scheduled now for the fourth year in a row, a small business Saturday themed episode. This year, we went all out sparing no expense. We took the airwaves all the way to Southern California to introduce you to some new friends of ours and perhaps give you more detail about a brand that's possible you already know and love. But with their permission, we can classify them as part of our small business community. Of course, we're talking about Rabbit, Rabbit Apparel, run in Rabbit, Rabbit Sports, the founders of Rabbit with us for Small Business Saturday. This episode features both Monica DeVries and Jill Deering. That is a women-founded, women-led, certainly very much now a women-inspired business doing great things for men and women everywhere. We had a chance to sit down and talk to them. I'm gonna give you a brief background on the two of them. But I'm not going to do it right now. D2, you are also the coach. The Run ATL training program, we've got a registration that is opening almost immediately by the time this episode is live. Before I introduce everyone to our new friends, tell us what everyone should be doing Pronto to be part of the next installment of the run ATL training program.
0: Yes. So the half marathon training program is now open for registration. We'll be starting here in a, 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 you know, very shortly. So it's open for a few weeks. Um, We've already kicked off our marathon training program and both these races are targeted around the uh, Atlanta Publix. Uh, half marathon and marathon that takes place at the end of February so the marathon that they're well on their way they're already on week three um, and going on to four at this point point. Um, and we'll be uh, doing the free half marathon training program it's a 12 week training program uh, you'll get weekly emails from from myself um, with tips and a training schedule and I'll be available to answer any of your questions to get you to that start line so whether you're uh, first time half marathon or just taking on that distance for the first time I'll take care of you. I'll provide everything you need to get to that start line. If you're have done one previously and you're looking just to improve your time, then I've got you covered. We'll, we'll take care of you as well. Um, you know, we'll have group runs available, um, and, you know, from our stores and, uh, you know, for long runs on the weekends. So um, you're free to join us at those um, you know regular scheduled uh, social runs or you can run on your own. It's up to you, um, but the schedule will be outlined um, however you want to do it. Um, and it is, of course, for free
1: bringing value at every turn that is D2 who we're bringing to you Mo D as some call Monica DeVries Jill Deering it's almost like the perfect background meets a little bit of frustration Monica previously with Decker some of you know that name from the Hoka brand that you can see so prominently in all of our stores these days also a background in Adidas in addition with her husband they are kindred spirits in the fact that they own Santa Barbara running company but it was that background both in retail as well as in sporting goods, including footwear and apparel that met with a guest, Jill Deering specifically, who was not contented with the running apparel that was out there for her to perform her best. And when these two ladies got together and said, it has to be better than what it is currently, they decided relatively quickly as you'll hear in this conversation to get together ultimately the formation of rabbit and now what some would say by far the best running apparel brand on the planet hearing their story is perfectly suited for small business saturday we're going to bring it to you unedited in its fullest version right after this brief message do not go anywhere
0: running makes you feel good running is healthy and good for you Running can even be therapeutic, but running doesn't define you. You are not a runner, but running gives you life. At Big Peach Running Company, we get it. That's why we are the number one running store for those that don't call themselves a runner. That's why our guests use terms like friendly, thoughtful, attentive to describe us in reviews. Come see us at any of our seven metro Atlanta area locations or visit us at bigpeachrunningco.com.
1: And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. Very, very cool what we're about to do. D2 has had this conversation in mind for quite some time. So I think immediately it can be classified as overdue. So we are all amped up for sure to have this conversation. Wrap it in the house. Monica DeVries and Jill Deering, the founders of this very cool brand, One that we're very proud not only to showcase as part of our small business segment, but to call a partner in what we do every single day. Monica and Jill, welcome to the Run ATL podcast.
2: Thank you for having us. We're so stoked to
3: be here. Yeah, thank you so much. We're really excited.
1: Well, you all have a a great story, and, and certainly it's easy for me to go fanboy on it because we've seen your brand in our stores. We've obviously seen our guests enthusiastic about picking that brand up, taking it with them, and having it be part of what they would consider absolutely critical equipment to what they do every single day. But for you, it was almost a lack of that type of product or your own personal frustration that brought Rabbit to life and into the market. So let's start there. Give us a sense of what was missing in your own workout or what you were getting from the equipment that you were using that now is the good fortune for all of us to have Rabbit in our own closets.
2: I like to let Jill start because it was Jill coming
3: to me with her frustrations. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I have been a runner my whole life, like Monica. And um, when I moved to Santa Barbara and found myself kind of towing the line at all these local races, I wanted to feel fast. I wanted to feel as elite as I could. And there was nothing that I could buy that made me feel good and fast. Um, I found myself resonating towards non-running brands because the fit was better. Mm. Um, but I felt like, you know, if you're, are you a legit runner? If you're, running in in non-running brands and so I just there was nothing there was nothing to wear that actually fit well and made me feel good um and so I reached out to Monica because I knew she was knowledgeable in the running community and she and her husband um owned a local running shop and I said hey do you feel like there's a need um for awesome running clothes we should do it and she was like yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean at the time so, yeah, so my husband, we own Santa Barbara running um, yep. And I was frustrated as a athlete as well, but also as a store owner mm-hmm. with the options that were available for us to fill our shop. Um, and, yeah, so when Jill came to me, it was... Yeah, I mean, without as hesitation, as she mentioned, I I was like, absolutely, let's do it.
3: Um, I think she responded in like four minutes in my
1: email. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and I have to admit, Monica, that was one thing that, you know, I wanted to touch on. Obviously, we're kindred spirits in running store ownership. I would imagine that every once in a while, you know, my moonlighting by doing a podcast episode and your moonlighting and trying to create an incredible and maybe even global apparel brand, they don't align at all. And that those (laughs) responses that come in four minutes or less, then you have to kind of check yourself. But once you said, you know what, this seems like a good idea. My first question, and then as you already know, D2 and I are both, you know, hugely appreciative and, and, and very much admire that you two founded this and continue to lead this as, as women. But before we even take that into account, let's just talk about this as getting an apparel manufacturing brand off the ground. What right. were some of those initial highlights or perhaps celebratory moments because you were making progress as well as where did you see resistance or where was maybe some initial frustration that the rest of us can learn from?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, fortunately and ser- serendipitously. Um, I, my background, I was also on the other side. So I've, I've worked in the um, industry, basically my whole life, um, post-collegiate life. Um, so I was on the product development, product marketing, brand marketing, sales side of the business. Um, so I had that knowledge in terms of, I guess I would say how to bring a of how to bring a product to life. Um, and then and sort of what that takes. Um, and then just in terms of like the brand building piece of it, I I had worked on um, some a small brand uh, in my previous life and um, did a lot of that as well. And it was, it was like very, um, I think this entrepreneurial mindset. Um, obviously owning a running store, working for bigger and smaller brands just gave me this wealth of knowledge and foundation to bring that to rabbit. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I think that obviously a lot of, of course we've made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> um, but I also think we've been able to avoid a lot of mistakes because of just me having that knowledge and background, right. Just how to navigate, um, But yeah, I I mean, I think to answer your question about like some of the roadblocks or, you know, things we've had to overcome.
1: And let's dive in then to the women, because like we well, we indicated on our, in our intro, I mean, both of you are, are drivers, right? I mean, high performance, performance oriented. We talked about your background with Adidas and Deckers in the intro. We talk obviously, Jill, the achievement, whether it has to do with law degree or even, you know, the type of times that you both turn in when you're out there racing performance and the achievement and intention to continuously achieve is unquestioned. And yet at the same time, what we can't necessarily immediately assume we understand is what it's like for two women, even as high performers and high achievers to dive into this largely male dominated industry and now make a change that's beyond just the fabrics or beyond just the construction that comes to market. Anything that you would say that was part of two women, taking this big step forward?
2: It's funny because we get asked that a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think that was ever a question for us. I mean, Jill, like you said, we're just like kind of bulldogs. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like,
2: I mean, we're just, we don't say no. We don't ever have the
3: mindset that we can't do any,
2: do something.
3: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) It's, um, you know, it's, people talk about female founding the company and what that's like and our obstacles, but we've we've been females our whole lives and we've <laughs> had these obstacles our whole lives, and so um, you know, certain ways that we may be treated as female founders, we've been treated like that our whole lives as doers in, in our respective um, other, other lives and other industries, so it wasn't new to us, the obstacles together to handle those obstacles jointly. Um, so an experience of being a woman is is universal um it's through your whole life it's in with every interaction um so we just like Monica said we're kind of bulldogs we're we're doers we um are confident in our decisions um and we back each other up 100 percent all the time um and so i think that's what's led mm-hmm. us to be successful
1: well and with with that comes the obviousness that you have a friendship that also comes into the business in a way that is is seemingly obvious when we just look at the two of you. I know our audience can't see the same video that I'm looking at right now. We get a sense of that when we go to your website. For those who have not been there, do not wait for the show notes, runinrabbit.com. Absolutely worth checking out, not just for all of the cool products, but quite frankly, also for those stories, those backgrounds that we're talking about right now. My curiosity is how about that friendship? How do you make that work alongside what is a tough business? And Monica, as a preview, your comment earlier as a running store owner and the challenges in the apparel category are not unique to Southern California. We're going to talk about the truth that is an apparel category challenge in our channel of business, or at least in and around Atlanta for Big Peach Running Company. But first, the friendship. How has that been as we think about the progress you've made and the years that have now gone by?
3: I think it's kind of funny when we look back <laughs> because, um we we weren't that good of friends when we started and that's (laughs) actually rather comical now um we were more like acquaintances, um and so like the story is even more just hysterical when we look back on it like so serendipitous that we came together with different skill sets and like i admittedly was very naive on his background i didn't know any of that i just said hey there's this powerful confident woman in the running local running community she must Want to do this too, and then lo and behold, she has all this amazing background. And I wouldn't have, there's no chance that Rabbit would exist if Monica wasn't a part of it. Um, and so um, we've become such good friends over the years, and it started as more acquaintances, and, you know, and Monica's in my wedding, and we're raising kids together and or separately, but at the same time. And, um, and so it's, it's worked well. We, we do a good job of separating personal with business. Um, And, like I said, kind of always have a pushback on everything. Um, And that faith and that trust has proved to be monumental.
1: Well, I love to hear you say that, Jill, because I know there are those who would side with the camp that you don't necessarily want to go into business with your friends or perhaps your family. I've always felt differently, not to suggest there's never a difficult conversation, but I love hearing the fact that you would validate or second that opinion that if you have a business that you want to be into and you believe your friend or friends might be the best persons to help bring you to that business or to bring it to life, they should go for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Okay, Monica. So let's look at just a little bit of history for Big Peach that I don't think is unique to us. When we were incepted back in 2004, if we looked at the first five years of our business, the apparel category was about 20% of our total sales. Even today, it is... Somewhere between 12 and single digits, depending on the time of year and maybe even the year itself. So obviously a considerable reduction in terms of the percentage of contribution of that category to our total business. That sounds like something that was part of your frustration, that there wasn't only great product that you or Jill or some of your guests inside your store could put on, feel great about, take to the start line or take for a workout, but it also was one of those ways to perhaps save or contribute to a category that was important to that business that you were running at at retail. So if we tap into that, what do you believe, whether it's a retailer like Big Peach or Santa Barbara running company, is the real secret to having a successful apparel business? and serving those guests inside our stores in that category. I know you're not gonna suggest, well, let's just take our entire assortment and convert it to Rabbit. But if you were going to talk about this as an apparel category expert and not just one of the founders of Rabbit, what would you say that would be interesting to me and to D2, but also those who might be considering shopping in your store or in mine for a pair of shorts or some piece of clothing?
2: I mean, I always believe, anything that you're presenting to the consumer is around a powerful story and message um, obviously product is king or queen um, so the product has to be amazing like that's a given um, I think you know any product you're, you're selling has to have a powerful story that you can connect with um, and I feel like that for apparel like you, like your stores. What was that story? And what was that unique proposition, you know, that that your associates could speak with those consumers walking in the door about? Mm -hmm. There wasn't, right? What's the difference between this black short hanging on your wall, the one at this sporting goods store, the same shorts at this sporting goods store. It's on Amazon. It's on the brand's website, you know. There's no differentiation. There's no unique factor. There's no compelling story uh, to convince the consumer and why they need that product. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I believe. You know, it's educating the associates, bringing amazing stories and products, and usually it's a win um, if you can make all that magic happen. <laughs>
1: Well, and, and they say, and everybody has heard this expression, of course, that you know, necessity is the is the mother of invention. And I love the fact that you talk specifically about the short. And I will go to your website, in fact, where it says this both of you, of course, lifelong runners, but it was hard to believe that no one had yet perfected the running short. So that was where you started this this true staple. Of being able to go out for a walk or for a run and yet in your estimation, nobody had perfected it. To some degree, you may say nobody had even come close. Mm -hmm. So for all those who are, you know, aspiring or budding or perhaps sometimes frustrated entrepreneurs out there, why did you start with that one product? And then how did you migrate from there to now having such an attractive and more comprehensive collection?
3: Yeah. I think, well, from just like a running perspective, the running short makes one of the biggest differences when you're actually out running. You can probably get away with a handful of shirts, t-shirts that will be okay, but there's more technical aspects of a short that make a difference, pockets and zippers and weight, um, uh, whether you're chafing or not. And so like you add all those technical components and then the fact that Ideally, it looks good, right? Like we all want to feel good while we're running. And oftentimes it's tied into looking good. It's your confidence. Um, and so that was something that we said, you know, this is really where there's need. Um, yes, you want to have awesome shirts that go with it. But start is is nailing the perfect running short. And we just didn't feel. Good.
1: Well, and without going into specific dollar figures, what percentage at this point is The short in general, whether it's men or women of your overall business, because like you already mentioned right there, Jill, you do have t-shirts, you have other parts of the collection, but knowing that you started with shorts, knowing that that's what you were obsessive about, that you were just going to create the best short that came out of anywhere for runners. What percentage of that is your business now?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a good 50%. Awesome. Yeah. So I think it's an important lesson is to for all of us is to find something that needs to be addressed, that there is still very much a need in the market, and then just be completely incessant about getting it right. So I'm going to ask you a quick question. Somebody looked at me really, really strangely. So I was thinking maybe it's just me but i referred to you when i mentioned to somebody that we were going to have you on our podcast that they're kind of like the go-go's of the running industry have you all heard that before
2: oh wow
3: <laughs>
2: no okay.
1: so i just i just kind of felt like these are these confident very cool women out of California that were kind of doing their own thing and it caught on and maybe has kind of gone even mainstream. Now I get the Go-Go's are perhaps dating me a little bit. (laughs) For the record, they're still out there touring. For all of you who have not maybe heard their term in a long time, they are still touring. They're still putting together some really good stuff. So I said, they're like the Go-Go's of the running industry. So whether you find that comical or even offensive or perhaps completely irrelevant, here's the truth, right? Ladies making a difference coming out of California and allowing the rest of us to kind of soak in the goodness that you are so with that as a setup you are not at all ashamed of the fact that you are this California brand through and through and yet you're relevant to the rest of us to maybe everywhere else very much including cool places and what I would say are places like Atlanta Georgia where it is the best city on the planet to be considered and to get out for a run or a walk. So with that up, tell us a little bit about your California roots and how that maybe pervades into some of what you're doing and even the products that you create.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we're obviously from Santa Barbara. Um, you know, hopefully some of you listening will get to come here someday. It's, it's a little paradise. <laughs> I mean, you've got literally you've got the mountains and the beach and what is it four miles in between um it's just incredible i mean the running culture here is um unbelievable um yeah and i think obviously the weather here is
3: we're spoiled we're just complete weather brats yeah <laughs> if you want a season don't don't come stand because no. right, it's, it's 85 right now outside
2: <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think like, I would say in terms of uh, our brand personality and kind of how that threads through our communications and our products is, it's honestly just this vibe of like, we don't take ourselves too serious, you know, it's, it's this laid back, you know, always positive vibes, but you know, yeah, we live on on the beach at the base of the mountains, um, we love the outdoors. Um, yeah, it's just it's just like we like to have fun and not take ourselves
3: too serious. And we love running. I mean, we love being outdoors and we love the sport. Um, most of us are not professional runners in the world. We do it because we love it or we get some sort of mm. satisfaction from it. So it's celebrating that that, yes. that mentality of like we're all in this together, you know, I love when I go for a run and everyone smiles and waves at me, you know, cause I'm out there to say hi to people and, and to, to enjoy myself. And so it's like that mentality, it's the community, it's the vibe, it's the laid back. And then of course there's nods in the clothing as we hope there are, um, to give you the little feeling of, of where we come from and our roots.
1: Sounds like, Jill, with that statement, you are the California runner with full of Southern hospitality as you've covered (laughs) those miles, because sometimes I will go to places. Now, I have to admit, it's been over five years since I've been to Santa Barbara, but I go to places, go for a run, and the wave back or even the casual smile while getting their steps in doesn't seem to be returned the way I think it should be or the way we find it here in the South. So for those of you in Atlanta, keep on doing it. For those of you in Santa Barbara, thank you for doing it and joining us and saying that's the right way to go for a run or for a walk. The other thing that y'all have done that's been really cool for us, and, and we get that, you know, coming from, you know, more major or even somewhat urban markets, like where you have been founded, where we have the good fortune of doing business, there are sometimes sticky, maybe even messy social issues and just elements all around us that need to be addressed or at least acknowledged. And over the course of our time, featuring rabbit brands and products or the rabbit brand and various products, we've seen you issue things that are lifestyle like trail. We've seen you do products that at least to some degree are celebrating, you know, BIPOC or celebrating the, you know, uh, gay movement and some other considerations that in and around Atlanta were slower to get some momentum than what they were in Southern California. Where does that confidence, maybe even in some instances, courage, come from and putting all your hard work out there in a way that shows everyone not just what Rabbit stands for, but quite frankly, who the two of you are?
3: I think um, one thing that we haven't already mentioned, and it answers this question, is that we started Rabbit to make really amazing running apparel. But equally as important, it was to build this community um, around running, around celebrating the sport and inviting people into the sport. And that's something that we take very seriously is that the sport, we want the sport to be as open and available to everyone as it can be. And we have um, some our responsibility as business owners in the sport to um, to open the doors and to, to bring other people into the sport who, who aren't in the sport already. And so that's something that we feel really, really adamant about. Um, and so we're trying to do our part to celebrate runners of all – of every range, diversity in every way possible, um, and make sure that we are inviting them into our brand and into the sport. Um, So that just stems from this idea of community um, that is so important to us.
2: Yeah, and I think like the product is the means to do all of this, you know? Like I think Joe and I, we look at, you know, growing up, you know, as these young girls, you know, Taking on the sport and like what the sport has done for our lives and the doors that it's open and the confidence that it's built for us as women and you know making we I think we realize okay yes we want these clothes that fit and look good and perform but bigger than that it's it's this gateway we it's like wow we have this platform and we can make a difference and like that you know now. Um, as the company is growing, that's like where Jill and I, you know, want to keep building this brand and opening those doors and using this platform that we're creating to make a difference, um, a positive difference in people's lives and show them what running can do um, for their life in a positive way.
3: And we recognize, too, like, yes, we're, we're women, but we're also Caucasian women, and we're straight women, and we have a certain amount of privilege with that. And so we want to make sure that we're opening those doors to people who don't have that privilege, um, and to make sure that they have the means to do it. And of course, you know, it's step by step. We can't do it all in one day, but it's just doing our part to, to making the steps and opening the doors to the extent that we can.
1: Very cool. Well, and one of the things that we've talked about, even on this podcast, in fact, we did an episode not that long ago that alongside that platform, you have the great work that you're doing, not just in the products that you produce and send to us in Atlanta to be able to feature for our guests. You also have to deal with the same challenges that everyone else is dealing, especially in and around the world of sporting goods and manufacturing. So let's touch on, on that for a second. One thing that I will do as a setup is acknowledge something you told me before we fired up the mic, and that is that you do your own fulfillment still. It's done there in Santa Barbara. You have a team that if it's being packed and sent to Atlanta to Big Peach so that we can put it on hangers or whether somebody bought it from rabbit.com and then had it sent to their front door, that is being touched by somebody that you may very well have coffee with tomorrow morning what is it like trying to manage every single asset or aspect of the business? How does that work for you? How big is your team? How do you determine who has the responsibility to do what and how do you just make it all work? So the team feels like everybody is vested in that finished product.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. These are very real issues and and I don't want to say problems, but just issues that we deal with daily. So that's a really good question. Yeah. I mean,
2: I think first we have um, an amazing management team, you know, that um, obviously just, uh, we're just so proud of, you know, and I think, um, you know, that in and of itself, having the right people in the right positions within your company is obviously, as you know, Mike, I mean, paramount in, in being successful. Um, yeah, I think with the fulfillment we, Love the idea of you know um, people that work for the brand touching the consumer's product and, and giving that human touch and giving that extra love and care. That's really important to us. Um, that whole customer service aspect. Um, yeah, I mean, I I believe I think we have a pretty well-oiled machine um, that's working really well, um, and it just allows us to adapt and react and um, you know, I, I we, Jill and I always say we, we work really fast. Um, we make quick decisions, um, in kind of all aspects of the business. Like, I think just keeping things moving fast and it's working for us right now. Um, obviously the supply chain issues that, um, the entire universe is experiencing. Of course, there's, we're, we have hiccups just like every other brand, um, But, you know, we're working through those the best that we can. Um, We still do manufacture certain products in Los Angeles, which obviously has been extremely helpful with everything that's going on, Um, you know, and that's been helpful. Um, Yeah, but I think just like everyone, we're we're working through the issues the best that we can with, with what we have to
3: do it with. I think one other piece is um, so our fulfillment staff that that works at fulfillment most of them are runners and we definitely don't have that as a job requirement. It just happens to be people are attracted to the brand and I think that that's really cool because they're really connected and passionate about the brand Um, so I think that helps from from our management all the way to our fulfillment staff that really loves and supports what we're doing Um, and so it helps when these hiccups arise that we have people that I get it. Yeah. They really want to make a difference and
1: they want to make it right. That's awesome. Let's, let's camp out there for a second on a couple of things. So first, the part that is probably more enjoyable, at least for me to ask, and, you know, as a fellow entrepreneur, maybe learning, sitting at your feet and just taking in your wisdom, thinking about that management team that you referenced, what are some of the, let's just go with one or two pieces of advice or little tidbits (laughs) that you might share with me and other entrepreneurs to have a very focused, high-performing management or leadership team, not only in place, but that you can rely on for the foreseeable future. What do you think is necessary for that to be true?
2: I mean, I think constant communication is mm. key. I mean, constant communication and empowerment, you know, um, you know, and Jill and I, we don't like to be micromanaged. <laughs> Um, I've never worked well with somebody breathing down my neck. Um, so I think like giving, giving the team, obviously the guidance and support they need, but letting them thrive and what they're good at, um, and having that trust, um, built in is huge.
3: And I think also totally agree. And I think also having, um, diversity of like personality skill sets, um, or traits, um, you know, of course, sometimes you're, um, hiring people who think the same as you and have the same skill sets, but oftentimes it's the folks who think a little differently and problem-solve a little differently that help the whole team come together. And so I think we have a really good balance of independent executors who also don't do things exactly the like way Monica and I do because we tend to um, share a lot of the same mm-hmm. um, traits, Monica and I, and so it's nice to be reminded that there's, there's different ways of handling issues in so that's really helpful to keep the team balanced. And just having back to that trust factor
2: of just allowing that open communication, and you know, there's no fear factor. I guess you know that you can speak your mind and bring up issues, and know, um, not not be worried about it. You know and that it that it's always um, for us. The door is always open, and it it's always going to be a productive conversation if we don't. We don't all agree. Yeah. Every problem is all of our problem. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's what we do. We tackle that, you know, every week um, with our management team, we have this issues list. Um, we all bring up our issues and then we try to solve those problems together. So it's not no one person feels like they're on their own island, I guess, um, with these bigger company issues.
1: Oh, I love that. And just that That tactic, having the issues list, talking about it weekly, I think, is something. Go back and listen to that again, friends, because that's an idea all of us could put in the motion pretty quickly. You also mentioned the empowerment, and it was fun to hear you say, well, we make decisions pretty quickly, and maybe you've heard the expression, if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. If you want to go far, you go with others. It seems like you've got this awesome culture where you can make decisions quickly, but you go with others. You do it as a team, so the decisions might be made quickly but the intent is to go far and that's why your management or leadership team is so critically involved. And I'm not so sure this is news to you, Jill, or Either of you, but you mentioned diversity in your answer, Jill, and there seems to be just an increasing amount of research that is being published that the more diverse a leadership or management team is, truly from those Fortune 100 companies to those smaller businesses where results are available, the results are just simply better. That lining everyone to think the same, even if it creates for a great cocktail party, it doesn't necessarily create the best results because you don't have that diverse thinking, that diverse mindset, that diverse background on full display. So I think that's an important reminder for us and is only going to become more important for all of us who wish to have optimal performing businesses in the future. So now let's be specific about these challenges. You mentioned that you have the same issues that everybody else has and that you're dealing with. And the word that you used, Monica was hiccups. Mm -hmm. What right now is that number one or two hiccup that you just can't seem to drink enough water while being upside down to make go away altogether.
2: I would just say there's some sort of delay every day. Um, You know, whether it's a fabric or a trim or production factory being closed for two months (laughs) or the port in Long Beach, a container is just sitting there and can't get released. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I would say that's that's what we're dealing with. And every day, um, you know, I feel like it is getting better in terms of understanding what those delays look like and then. Um, before, I, I would say it was a challenge to get that information, right? So like, mm-hmm. great, we have this new wool collection launching for fall. Uh, sorry, we don't know when we're receiving the fabric. We don't know when we can get it into production. I can't give you an next factory date. <laughs> so then, Mike, I can't go tell you. Mike, you know what? You wrote this for an October 15th start ship date. I, I'm sorry. I don't know when I can deliver it. At least now we... We're beyond that. And we have the the information where we can, you know,
3: make better decisions um, and just have better communication. The good news is the consumer now understands that we're at the beginning of kind of all these issues. The consumer was more frustrated because right, as we all were, wait, I want, I ordered this yesterday. I want it today. That's what I expect. Yep. And so now we've all been comfortable or I'm accustomed to this over the last I don't know, a year, 18 months, (laughs) I don't know. And so that's nice that the consumer's more understanding um, because it's not just us. It's not just our industry. It's, as everyone knows, it's it's across all industries right now for the most part.
1: Well, I'm going to indicate that it might even be a a bit of an opportunity for us. We've said before, and I think it's, it's pretty well recognized that in many instances at this point, prices are higher. Service levels are lower. Wait times are higher and the reliability of getting what you want is lower. And it's kind of a new reality in a lot of areas for us, at least at Big Peach, we're just not willing to accept that yet. We do not believe that we can allow service levels to be lower while prices are going up, and it is confirmed that many of our manufacturers in every category are going to have higher wholesale and MSRP costs than what we had this year or certainly a few years ago. We spoke recently at our own leadership team meeting that that just puts more pressure on us that we accept very comfortably and perhaps very willingly that that means we must get better if we're going to charge $5 more for the same product next year There has to be added value that we deliver with that, or somehow we just fell victim to the same thing that everybody's rightfully concerned about. I think with what you do, you already indicate that that's something you take seriously based on the manufacturing that at least to some degree is being done in Los Angeles. The fact that your entire team is involved to make things better and to help get through those issues that are part of that weekly conversation. But here's the part that I can't necessarily relate to. For apparel especially, and certainly for certain products that you put out, unlike let's say your what I'll call sister brand in Decker's or more specifically Hoka that is also headquartered there in Santa Barbara. If the Clifton comes out 90 days or six months later than what was expected for its latest version or the newest update, most of our guests would understand because of like you said, Jill, people are just more knowledgeable about what's going on in the background. But if I've ordered my rabbit singlets that are hyper comfortable and with awesome colors and I can't wait to get on hangers and to make sure everybody sees and they're supposed to land mid-February for part of our spring collection and now they don't show until late summer – it's a different consideration altogether. And I I hope that that's not what we're looking at in 2022. And I'm not suggesting that it will be, but it is different than the Clifton, right? If the Clifton comes out in February, it comes out in August, it really makes no difference. If I get my long sleeve tops from Rabbit in March, when I hoped that they were going to land prior to the Christmas holiday, it's yeah. a different deal altogether. So how do you balance that with what you're producing currently with the backdrop of those supply challenges with those delivery concerns and perhaps even with those shortages of team members who are somehow impacting your ability to deliver to a guest or a wholesale account.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're monitoring it weekly, you know. Um the good thing is we have, you know, we might have to eat some fabric Honestly, like
3: mm.
2: if we're like, like you're saying, you know what? The easy to go on a sleeve, it's a two month delay. We might have to cut our order back, eat some fabric and air it to get it here. Cause we understand the seasonality of a product like that. Um, we most likely rather take a margin hit and air it and get it closer to on time, than Not get it late lot. and have a hundred percent cancellation rate, you know? So those are just some of the, the things that we have to analyze um,
3: and every product really has like a different story yeah. and that's the hard part mm. there's not one answer it's every product we're looking at what is it how late could it be what are the options you know one style we bumped a whole year it was like it was going to be too late it's very seasonal we have to save it for next year so we're just waiting on with the fabric purchased um while some products there's more you know it's short sleep shirt. There's more room to move it around. So there's no one answer. It's really a massive amount of problem solving from everybody on a daily basis of just trying to make it the best that we can do given whatever the circumstances are.
1: Wow, very cool. D2, I'm gonna to come to you for a, a quick second. You've been a Rad Rabbit ambassador and obviously are a fan of the product, not just as part of our leadership team, but as a, an end user. What is it that kind of drew you to this brand, to this product and and obviously has you as someone who in and around your sphere of influence is always happy to talk about rabbit?
0: Well, for me, because I'm also I also do marketing. I have a background in graphic design and photography. It was a little bit of that. It's just seeing the imagery that is being used on the website through social media posts, and it's it's very vibrant, great colors, great photography, great angles, and obviously shot around Santa Barbara. I'm sure because there's always a beach background or a mountain background. It's always nice and sunny, beautiful weather, and you're like, oh man, I wish I was there. You know, you see the smile the 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 you know, of the individual in those photos. And you're like. I want to be just like that person. You know, I want to enjoy that, you know. Um, And then it was the looking into the product and looking at, well, what do you have? What's different? What's unique? And for me, it ended up being the shorts, actually. You know, it was looking at, you know, the idea that, oh, shorts with pockets. And it's not just one zipper pocket. Now you got two side pockets. So for me, the FKT shorts uh, were and still are one of my favorite shorts i've tried uh several uh, others within uh, the rabbit line but for me fkt all the way you know three inch for race day and and five inch for uh, every other day and i know you've got some new ones uh that were released this year that if i was doing ultras um you know i would definitely get into with the i can't remember the names of them but i know they they've got the, the more pockets and you can do trekking poles and just a variety of it it's just like It's, you know, once again, you're problem solving and you're coming up with new products um, because I'm not one that really enjoys wearing um, a vest, you know, unless I really have to. And I hate carrying things in my hand. So problem solving. And it's the uniqueness of the product that's different that I think, you know, when I look at other uh, apparel uh, brands or other companies, I'm like, where was this? You know, it's like you guys have been in this longer, and you got someone, you know, smaller company, and maybe it's because it's smaller, it's more nimble that they're willing to take those risks and experiment with something, and uh, and it's unique, and it's the it's the community um, as well through the the rad rabbits, um, through the Facebook pages, and through the emails that they've done that just really kind of um, inspires everyone. There's a community there, really really strong community there that's very supportive. Um, where there's I see things on social media where people are sharing their stories. Um, they do it through their newsletters uh, for uh, us rabbits. And um, and that's kind of cool because that's kind of who they are. And at the same time, it also ties into, I think, our culture and our brand as big peach running company because we're very community focused as well. We want to inspire. We want to um, you know, uh, you know cr- have those aspirational type of goals and share them with others. And I think that's sort of kind of unique. And that's why I feel very connected to, you know, between our brand and, and the uh, Rabbit brand. I think there's a lot of similarities. You know, aside from the fact that we're not producing, you know, shorts and 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 technical, uh, you know, apparel. I think the the message and what we're trying to do is very very similar, and that's one of the reasons I'm I'm very connected uh, to them. I mean, I just went onto the website today, and and um, you know, just kind of like, okay, well, let me make sure I get their names right. Let me let me you know, let me read up, you know, the background, the bios, and I'm like, all of a sudden, go to the page. And I'm like, oh wait a minute, you know, oh, I was like the high country long sleeve. I'm like, oh, that was so cool. That's you know, this this flannel looking, you know, technical shirt that was sold out. And now it's on pre-order. I was like, I was like all right, you guys got me. I'm like, click, yeah, you know, pre-order.
1: <laughs> very, very cool. All right. So I got two questions before we let y'all go. One of them loaded. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that up front. One of them is a loaded question. One's a little bit more fun, at least for me. So first the loaded question, let's get that out of the way. It's easy. And you may say, go back to comparing us to the Go-Go's before you uh-huh. mention these other brands. But let's look at, you know, even if, Briefly, the Lulu story more recently for those who know some brands, even if a little bit less global, but in and around the running industry like Vuari. obviously, Lulu blew up and though the original founders nowhere near the company anymore, certainly mainstream and very much, to some anyway, what would be considered a household name. Voire, even for those who don't know it, recently took several hundred million dollars, venture capital money, certainly would suggest that there is a growth plan or at least developing strategy on how to expand that particular brand and their product portfolio. What about for Rabbit? What does whether it is a forecast, whether it is a growth plan, whether it's an exit strategy, what does it look like over the next couple of years for the two of you and for the rabbit brand? I'm sure you've never been asked that either. (laughs) So here it is.
3: We honestly get asked all the time and we have yet to have a really good answer after all these years. We didn't, um, uh and and maybe I, we didn't start rally it wasn't like oh this is a great way to make a lot of money let's make running apparel right that's not necessarily a, <laughs> like an industry like that's what i'm gonna go into yeah. we started it because we were very passionate about it we are lifelong in the sport and we really want to make a difference um so we don't have a very concrete kind of end i mean we feel like we're just
2: getting started we yeah. are five years old but like yeah, I feel like our we're in a groove now. Like we're we've got an incredible team. The product's clicking. I think we've learned a lot from our mistakes. I think the future and the opportunity is enormous for this company and this brand. Um, we haven't even. Ta- I mean, the amount of runners out in the world, like oh my god, you know, it's we we think they need us in some way in their life, um, and so. Yeah, I, I, I think we're, we are just getting started, um, and it's a huge opportunity, we believe, you know, for this brand and company.
3: We truly love what we do, so right. we're, <laughs> we're, we're just loving it, and like we have big goals, and we're not there yet. We have, we have lots we want to do.
1: That's awesome. And not everyone will be able to see photos of these two smiling from ear to ear, like I am seeing right now. So when they say they're having fun, I can tell you that is the truth. And I love your answer because I do believe when you love what you do, it is tough to think about well, what next? Because you don't want anything next other than what is tied to what you're doing right now. So that's that's super cool. Okay. So the other thing before we let you go, there are those, believe it or not, in and around even big peach running company who are maybe not familiar with rabbit or have not yet tried the products D two did a pretty awesome job unexpectedly, (laughs) but not surprisingly, I'm going to let you guys, give them the invitation to become part of that community that is rabbit. So what would you say to our listeners and to those in and around the great state of Georgia who may not yet be familiar with rabbit as your invitation to be part of what you're doing, all the cool things that you stand for and all of the very, very fun days ahead.
3: I think we would just say um, you're welcome to join us. We want you to join us. We want you to, feel comfortable in the sport, feel comfortable, um, doing what you love. And if you don't run yet, we want to invite you and teach you and, and take those first steps with you. Um, from a product perspective, I think if you haven't ever felt one of our garments, we would urge you to go into a local running shop Mm. and hands on it, because that's one of the main things that we take a lot of pride in. And we think distinguishes our product is how it feels. And that's often hard to come through in photos and on the website. So We'd say, go to your local running shop, take a look at it. um, And um, yeah, take those first steps and ideally take them with us.
1: Wow, that is super cool. Very cool. D2, she was as good as you. I thought that might be a little bit (laughs) of a tough to follow once you had gone, but Jill managed to do it. Jill Deering, Monica DeVries, they are rabbit. They are rabbit running. And even more importantly, they are friends of ours and of this lifestyle we all serve and love so much. Thank you to both of you for being part of this. Obviously, we look forward to many opportunities to work together in the future and know that we are big fans of what both of you are doing thank you
2: thank you so much <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun and great to connect with you
3: guys yeah we can't well, wait to see atlanta sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <women. laughs>
1: <Come> hang out <laughs> well I you said that jill because i was going to say please come see us in atlanta at some point and next time deckers has us out we'll come bang on your door and uh and perhaps get a sense of what santa barbara is like now that rabbit is part of that culture because it's been since like i said earlier rabbit was incepted that i've been to santa barbara i'm sure it is only better now when you're out there on those boardwalks seeing your brand everywhere super cool and of course do not go anywhere we're going to take just a brief break but we'll be back after this message
0: at big peach running company we know that not everyone identifies themselves as a runner running isn't about a start or finish line it's not about time or pace it's freedom it's a break it's time for yourself we take pride in listening to your needs We make sure you get the right shoes so you can get back to enjoying your time. Big Peach Running Company has been voted as one of the best running stores in America by people like you. Visit us at any of our seven metro Atlanta area locations or visit us at bigpeachrunningco.com.
1: And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast, D2. I knew that was going to be fun going into it. Certainly did not disappoint. I wish that royalties were less than they are because I would like to take us out of this episode with the vacation song by the go-go's blaring at full tilt they are the go-go's of the running industry very cool california chicks doing wonderfully cool things and you had advanced knowledge of that now that you've had a chance to talk to them personally what did you think man super cool huh
0: oh yeah absolutely i mean i was uh you know the the idea of the weather. I mean, they they are, they might as well just work for like the chamber, the tourism board there because the imagery, like I said, that uh, that you know that they uh, provide on their social media posts and on their websites. You know, hell, I'm I'm look I may look to retire, or relocate there. <laughs> it's just, it's beautiful, <laughs> um, and the, you know that's the community that they described. It's like that's that's awesome, and uh, you know you know when you said you know, what, what you know, kind of put me on the spot I'm glad I was able to respond but I did forget to mention and I'm glad that uh, you know Jill brought it up was the the material and, and cuz that was one of the things once I ordered it cuz I ordered it online I don't think we carried it in, in the store at the time and it was the material once I got the fabric and, and and uh especially the shirts the easy tees it's just a really soft feeling fabric it's very high end very premium never uh, have I ever put on any other shirt any, anyone else's brand. Brand shirt that felt quite the same way, and it wasn't at a super premium price. It was in line with many others, and in some instances, even cheaper than you know by a few dollars um, than some of the other major brands. And I'm like, wow, this is so comfortable. And so that was the other thing. It's like I felt like I, there was more value in the the comfort that I got from 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 their apparel and their brands. And it continues to to impress me every single time uh, with what they're doing. Just like I said, very kind of out of the box thinking, but always thinking about you know, technical um, performance, but also that story of, of connecting to the community and just truly being a brand by runners for runners. And I think that's, that's what's appealing about them overall.
1: Impressive products, impressive stories. The only depressing thing now that we have had that conversation is that we must bring this episode to a close, but do not despair friends. We will be back in just two weeks. In the meantime, in rabbit perhaps as we always say as we certainly mean may your best miles be those covered on foot